It's not the full menu. You're listening to a snack-sized portion of Chef-Demony. Here's your host, Graham McLennan. Welcome back. I'm Graham. You are listening to Chef-Demony. I'm just wrapping up a really nice, quite relaxing Labor Day long weekend. I hope you had a great long weekend as well. Thank you for joining me here for the podcast. If you're new, Chef-Demony is my podcast all about food. I talk to chefs, I talk to food-loving lawyers and others, and sometimes, like today, I talk to myself into the microphone and share my thoughts with you. This is going to be a quick snack-sized episode just to bring you up to date on a few things that I've got going on and where I'm going to be and what I am going to be tasting in the coming weeks and months. One other exciting announcement that I can share part of at this stage, I am going to be on a podcast, another podcast. I have very recently recorded an interview that is going to become a portion of at least the very first episode of a new podcast has not been released yet. I can't yet say much more than that about it. Well, I can give a little hint. It will be a voice that longtime listeners will recognize, and some topics may be near and dear to your heart as they are to mine. You will hear in this interview that the host and I discussed food and wine, not surprisingly, and also my beloved Las Vegas. So that will be coming up. I don't know exactly when, but of course, I will let you know on all of the usual Chef Timoni channels when that comes out. And I have to say, I am so excited that this person is starting a podcast. I think it's going to be fantastic and one that I'm going to be listening to regularly. And I think one that you will want to check out as well. Okay. What else has been happening? Let's talk about a few has been happenings. Some really wonderful meals we've had lately in our hometown of Gibson's British Columbia. This is me and my wife, B. We've managed to make it out a few times recently to two of our favorite restaurants. I will just mention these two today. The Pink House Bistro. Let's talk about them first. Wonderful spot. It is upstairs above Sushi Bar Nagomi, which is another great spot. Uh, talk about that more on another episode, perhaps. But today, talking about Pink House Bistro, this is run by husband and wife team, Mike and Lisa. Lisa does the front of house and the cocktails and does an amazing job. She is consistently friendly, happy, wonderful to talk to, and really makes the whole experience. And Mike is the chef and makes some of the most delicious food in Gibson's or anywhere. Middle Eastern-influenced, Israeli-influenced menu, and it's a small menu, which I really appreciate. There are usually six or seven items on that menu, and you really want to try as many of them as you can. So one example of the many great dishes we've had recently, the crispy cauliflower. If you've been following my Instagram stories, you will have seen this. It is basically a huge piece or a whole head of cauliflower. It comes with an Aleppo Chermula. So I had to look up Chermula, but mm, similar to chimichurri, a delicious piquant sauce. It's got some herbs, some puffed rice, and pickled... I'm going to say radish. That's honestly a guess. I think it's a pickled radish. Comes in cubes on the crispy cauliflower. It kind of makes the dish look almost like candy when it comes out. It's got these bright pops of color. Anyway, 
absolutely delicious dish. The other restaurant that we've been spending some time at recently is Brassica, also in Gibson's. They are, relatively speaking, I suppose, the new kids in town. Even though they've probably been open a year now, time does fly. Beautiful room, great people. Again, a couple that is running it. And here we have Chef Hillary, who is doing the pastry program, and Chef Jack, who does the savory side of things. Wonderful menu. We were at a, a, a long table dinner recently in Roberts Creek, put on by the One Straw Society, which is a food-focused uh, charitable organization here on the Sunshine Coast. And they had various chefs contribute different courses to this meal. And both Chef Hillary and Chef Jack made contributions, and they were both, as always, delicious. The, um, I'm not, I keep saying I'm not a sweets fan, but anyway, here we go again. That was an olive oil ganache cake that was served with fresh berries that Chef Hillary made. Holy moly, so, so good. But the dish that I want to talk about from the restaurant is one from the savory side, so Chef Jack, and that was a marinated kohlrabi carpaccio. You know kohlrabi, those gnarly, knobby, tuberly-looking things. Well, these were long, ribbon-like slices, very thin, carpaccio gives it away, thin slices of kohlrabi. I was expecting it to be served cold, like most carpaccio that I've had has been, beef carpaccio, tuna carpaccio, that kind of thing. Uh, this was served warm, actually, and it was delicious. It was this warm salad. It came with shiitake mushroom that really popped, really stood out in the dish, some marigold pickled pear and hazelnuts, which gave really nice uh, crunch and some richness to this dish. So of a menu that features dishes here, there, and everywhere, both from the vegetable side and then seafood, there's a great sm applewood smoked salmon dish that comes with this um, fried potato flatbread. Holy moly, ordered that one too. But anyway, uh, seafood dishes and uh, and meat dishes. I was really surprised. I would not have ordered this kohlrabi carpaccio. Thankfully, my wife did, and it was delicious. So there you go. Another great Gibson's food experience. If you have not spent time in Gibson's and the Sunshine Coast generally, I absolutely encourage you to do it. We really do have some wonderful restaurants here, some wonderful breweries, some wonderful cideries. There's a there's a great food scene going on here. In an interesting way, my hometown of Gibson's reminds me a lot, and vice versa, of the Arts District in Las Vegas, which doesn't at first blush sound like a likely pairing, but it's true. There's some great stuff going on on the food and wine and drinks side in both of these places. Okay, so that brings you roughly up to date, or at least up to date, on a few things that I've been enjoying recently. But where I will be going next, we have sort of loaded travel this year, vacation travel, toward the end of the year. So I've got a few trips coming up, although one is partially work, mostly for B, and that's the first one. We're going to Haida Gwaii in September, and so B heads up a little before I do, and then I join her a few days later. We're doing a four-day Zodiac tour of Guayanas Marine Park. I'm really looking forward to that. I have been in that area before, but that was when I was working as a chef aboard Passing Cloud. So I absolutely saw some of that territory, but I was working long days at the time. So I'm looking forward to being a, a straight-up tourist this time around on this four-day Zodiac tour, and that's with Moresby Explorers. So more on that, no doubt, after we've completed that tour. And then I will stay in Haida Gwaii the following week. B will be there for an additional two weeks. She is actually working there. 
And again, super excited to check out the food scene in Haida Gwaii. There is a full episode of Chef Demoni on Gather Restaurant. What a spectacular place. So we will no doubt go back to Gather and also to Blacktail Restaurant. Those were our two restaurants on repeat on Haida Gwaii the last time we were there. And then just to be in that environment again, I can't wait for that remote yet incredibly friendly community spirit that Haida Gwaii offers. So that is Haida Gwaii in September. In October, we are actually heading into the U.S. and oddly enough, not to Las Vegas. We are going to go first to Seattle. We are dipping our toes into the wild world of home exchanging. And we already had wonderful visitors from Seattle who came up earlier this summer and spent some time at our house and we will be staying with them when we go to Seattle in October. So we'll do a couple of days in Seattle and then we are going to fly from Seattle to Sacramento, pick up a car in Sacramento and we will drive a little bit south first and we're going to spend a day or two in Sonoma again with Home Exchange hosts and then we are going to drive back north and past Sacramento and further north and we're going to go to Lake Tahoe and, again, stay in a home exchange place there. Very, very excited about Lake Tahoe for a number of reasons, and I guess I can get at it most quickly by saying it appears to me, I've never been, but it appears to me to be potentially the perfect combination between Whistler and Las Vegas. And <laughs> this is so fun, and really this is the reason for the trip and sort of the anchor event that this trip is built around. There is going to be an event in Lake Tahoe called Zorkfest. This is hosted by Michael Mason Traeger of Travel Zork and the Travel Zork podcast. And I've mentioned them before. If you're into points and miles and casinos particularly, but, but travel generally, uh, luxury travel and casinos, then Travel Zork and their Zorkcast podcasts are definitely recommendations of mine. And Zorkfest is sort of a gathering of nerds on the points and miles side from here, there, and everywhere. And there are going to be some seminars put on and lots of fun events too. Some craps playing and there's going to be a, this is fun, uh, Tony and Karen from the 360 Vegas podcast are doing a cocktail making session. So I'm looking forward to checking that out. And then there's a group dinner and that kind of thing. So that is all happening in Lake Tahoe. Most of it, of course, on the Nevada side of the border, because that's where the casinos are. So that is October. So we've got Haida Gwaii in September. We've got Seattle, Sonoma, and Lake Tahoe in October. And then we're heading back to Italy in November. Really excited about this trip. And I'll give a quick rundown on the places we will be in general. And then, of course, any particular food standouts I will be bring back to you on a future episode. We fly into and out of Milan. We land in Milan in the morning, rent a car, and immediately drive into Piedmont, where we were a couple of years ago, and we're staying in Rodino, the little village that we stayed in years ago and absolutely loved. A new-to-us Airbnb, the one that we stayed in before and absolutely loved, was not available this trip, but we found another one that looks great. Just doing three nights there, and I've got to say, really, honestly, the reason we're going back to that region, not that it isn't spectacular, it absolutely is and would warrant many, many, many visits, but there are just so many places on Earth that... I haven't yet seen that I wouldn't naturally choose to go back, perhaps at least this quickly. 
But we did choose to go back because the last time we were there in 2021, we tried but failed to get into Osteria da Gemma in Rodino, which is a long-standing pasta restaurant there, had been awarded uh, recognition, not a star, I don't think, but recognition in the Michelin Guide not too long before we visited the last time. So getting a reservation was just not in the cards. But there was a really funny story. Our Airbnb host said, you know, just go down into the village on a Wednesday because they make pasta there on Wednesdays and they have lots of people from the village who come and help out. And it's kind of a community event and talk to them. Maybe there will be a cancellation. You can see if you can get in for dinner. So we walked into the village, knocked on the door, no answer. And we were about to walk away when two very senior uh, residents, local residents, were walking up toward the door as well. And they sort of waved and indicated, you know, just go in. And so I thought, okay. So I opened the door and immediately saw a staircase, which explained why nobody had answered our knocking because the whole kitchen and restaurant operation is on the second floor. Anyway, we walked up, we made it into this lobby area of this restaurant, and there were, I don't know, a dozen people sitting around sipping espresso. There was Gemma herself, and you could see into the kitchen, and there were probably another dozen people busily making pasta. So we had uh, we had an espresso. There was one woman in this whole crowd who could speak English, and we did not have any Italian at all. So she was our only bet, and I thought, okay, I'm going to charm our way into the restaurant here and get a reservation and she shut me down quickly with prejudice there was no getting into this restaurant no getting past this gatekeeper so when we had decided on italy this year i said to me come on we got to go back to rodina we've got to go to this restaurant and so she with a laugh agreed to that then I booked our Airbnb place. Then I reached out to our host who very kindly phoned to the restaurant and booked a reservation months ago for us. So our first night in Italy, we're going to Osteria de Gemma. Cannot wait for that experience. And our second night there, we are going back to Uri Ristorante, just outside of Rodino. And I actually did a short interview and episode with the two behind that spectacular, wonderful restaurant on a podcast episode a couple of years ago and so uh, give that one a listen if you haven't heard it and then I have no doubt I will have an update to come from this place really really fun again a husband and wife duo operating the restaurant they are both chefs but Federica now does front of house work at Uri and Kim does back of house does the cooking and Kim is originally from Korea he came to Asti in Italy to go to culinary school Met Federica during a stage at a restaurant in Barolo, I believe. Anyway, they fell in love happily ever after. They now have this wonderful restaurant, Uri Restaurante, uh, just outside of Rodino, that does, I, I don't even know if you can call it fusion cooking, but there are Korean elements to an Italian menu, and um, the interplay is very creative and really delicious. So we are going back there as well. Then we drive to Bologna, drop off the car there because we won't need or want a car in Bologna. We do four nights in Bologna. Then we'll hop a train to uh, Venice. I've never been to Bologna, obviously food city. So I'm sure I will have lots to say about that. Then two nights in Venice, really just to see it. Uh, thinking two nights will probably be enough. I'm a little concerned that Venice is overrun with tourists at every time of year. And of course we're adding to the problem, but only for two nights. So 
We'll see Venice for two nights, and then we hop on a flight, my first ever flight on Ryanair, so I may have a report on that as well. I'm curious to see how that goes. And we fly from Venice into Sardinia, and we've got six nights on Sardinia, and we're doing two nights each at three uh, B&B locations at various places on the island, and uh, really can't wait. It looks spectacular. There's one in particular that is this little stone tiny house that appears to be in the middle of nowhere. It looks so peaceful and wonderful. Uh, and yet close to great places to eat from everything that I read. So that is Sardinia, and then we'll be back, and that'll be it for travel for the rest of the year. Uh, so that is the food plan for the coming months. We've got Haida Gwaii, a few stops in the U.S., and then we are off to Italy. And as I say, anything that stands out, and I am certainly optimistic that there will be things that stand out on the delicious side, I will be talking to you again about those right here on the podcast. So that is it for today. I'm going to keep this a short snack-sized episode. As always, I love to hear from you, so do get in touch with me. Follow along. Instagram is where I'm most active, but you can also find me on Facebook, TikTok, and X, formerly Twitter. Not super active there unless I'm in Las Vegas, in which case I will be much more active. Anyway, you can find me on all of those social media outlets. You can also find me on LinkedIn under my name, Graham McLennan. And feel free to get in touch by email, too. That's a great way to go if you've got any feedback for the show, comments, a guest suggestion, a topic idea. I would love to hear from you. So just drop me an email there. That really is it for today. Thanks for being here with me. I'm Graham McLennan, and I'll see you again soon, right here on Chef Demoni.